welcome to the Rest Hold Wrestling Podcast, providing a rest hold for your mental health through the guise of professional wrestling. I'm your host, Jeff Pamatrio, formerly known as DFDC. You can follow me on Twitter at Long Island 1892. I want to welcome everybody to the pilot episode of the Rest Hold Wrestling Podcast. I want to share with everyone, for those of you who've been wondering, where I've been. If you already follow me on Twitter, you would have seen the announcement earlier this week, and I thank everyone for their continued support, and again, offer an apology to anybody whom I let down. To start the show, though, I wanted to read you all an excerpt from John Moxley's self-written book, Mox, and this is found on page 12 for anyone who's reading along with me. Mox writes, As I get older, more experienced, collect more scars, and become more grateful to God and the universe for my abundance of good fortune, I always come back to the simple philosophy. We're the good guys. There are exceptions to every rule. Robin Hood stole from the rich to give to the poor. Jack Reacher, one of my favorite literary characters, and often an inspiration for my character in AW, kills motherfuckers at a breakneck pace in pretty unforgiving fashion. But it's always because it's the right thing to do. Jack Reacher has no patience for bad guys doing the bad guy shit. He'll just shoot you. His moral compass is always irrefutably on point. The reason why I wanted to share that excerpt is the philosophy that Mox took away from his father that we're the good guys. Now, I'm not talking baby face or heel. I'm talking in life. And I like to apply that philosophy to my own life. We're the good guys. Are there exceptions? Are there moments of doubt? Absolutely. But in our hearts, we know we're the good guys. And with that being said, I felt as though it was my responsibility, my duty, my right to pick up this microphone again and connect with all of you. It's no secret that this pandemic has been challenging for many of us, myself included. But one thing that has kept me going through it all is being able to tune in to all elite wrestling and feel like I'm part of something larger than itself. The Rest Hold Wrestling Podcast is an AEW-focused podcast, but I'm saying this now and forevermore, this will not be a place to bash the WWE. For many of my favorite superstars are still in WWE, and many amazing friends watch and support them every day. For WWE provided years of entertainment for so many of us. And therefore, there will be no slander on here. You might even hear me comment on my favorites, Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch, and Finn Balor. Especially because I am attending Survivor Series this upcoming weekend at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Getting back though to why this is an AEW-focused show, I really want to share why AEW means so much to me. You see, like Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega, I too decided to bet on myself. In fact, I changed careers 
and went back to school in order to do this, to talk about professional wrestling, to cover professional wrestling in a respectful and professional way. Sorry for the ring rust on my voice. I'm sure I'll find it again in the weeks to come as the Rest Hold Wrestling Podcast will be a weekly podcast. Still trying to figure out what best day. I think we're going to go with Tuesdays though. I have a history with All Elite Wrestling. I was privileged to attend the premiere episode of Dynamite from the Capital One Arena. I was there recently for the Grand Slam show from Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens and the Philly episode from Temple University. I'm excited to attend the first UBS Arena show in Belmont, New York. You see, AEW is amazing because it gives fans the opportunity to grow with it. We're not coming into this established company, but we're the reason why the company is established. It was about the elite betting on themselves and wanting to create a place where they wanted to work, where their friends wanted to work, a place where they can create art and express themselves in the squared circle without the restrictions on them, breaking free of the shackles of creative control and letting them tell their stories. I'll admit though, I was skeptical when AEW was first announced, like many. And I remember saying then, should CM Punk come back, I'll know it's the real deal. Well, what do you know? At All Out 2021, the voice of the voiceless returned to professional wrestling. Not on some backstage show through Fox for WWE, but as a wrestler. As a craftsman, as an artist, as the voice of the voiceless, as a person who is able to now hold that baton that he's held on and pass it down. Even he said so himself. When he went into that ring, when he saw AEW, he would have looked up to Darby Allen. I have to agree. Darby Allen challenges everyone in to break the norm. He's not going to be your cookie cutter, six foot five, 300 pound monster. No. He's a straight edge, skinny, punk kid who likes to skateboard. Wow. Now I see why CM Punk looked up to him so much and admires him. And I do too. There's another reason why I started out with the Mox excerpt. Those of us who follow AEW know that John Moxley recently stepped away to attend rehab. And not to get so emotional on the first episode, but I think that's bound to when you have it in a few years. But I made a decision to go straight edge myself. I'm turning 30 in June, getting married in July, and it's time that I made something of myself. And while I faced these demons every single day, like CM Punk said, it's okay to ask for help. It shows strength. Ironically, for those of you who don't know, CM Punk's shoot name is Phil. 
That might just sound like an ordinary name, but it's one of the reasons why I was so captivated by CM Punk's work nearly 10 years ago after the summer of punk. You see, in 2011, I went back to my undergraduate alma mater. This was after I left for a year after getting to some trouble. I was straight edge at the time and I found CM Punk. This messiah, this voice of the voiceless that wasn't afraid to tell people how it was, was not afraid to speak his mind and was not afraid to be passionate about the things that he cared about. That stayed with me all these years. I had the opportunity to meet CM Punk a few years ago and it was incredible. Still to this day, one of the best memories of my life. And the reason why Phil is so much of an astounding name, you think, why it's just an ordinary name. My best friend passed away the first weekend of my college career in a drunk driving accident. His name was Phil. He was a big brother to me. Every single day, I try to live my life to honor his memory. I've had other friends pass, Rami and Zoe to name a few. And still to this day, I try to honor their lives in every way I can. Which is why when Brody Lee passed away, it hit me so hard. And what also hit me so hard was how compassionately and professionally AEW handled his passing. But when CM Punk came into the ring a couple weeks ago and said, it's okay if you need help, it shows strength. How he beautifully communicated the support of John Moxley into his blood feud with Eddie Kingston. I was able to see an artist performing his art and his craft to the highest ability. It was amazing to see. It was only echoed in his performance in the star show Heels, also starring Stephen Amell and Alexander Ludwig. There might be some TV show talking here too, as TV is a great escape for me in general. But you're able to see all elite wrestling and their professional wrestlers as people first, then professional wrestlers. I applaud them for being so supportive of Mox. I applaud them for being so supportive of Amanda Huber. I applaud them for being so supportive of every single person in their locker room, whether it be the representation of Nyla Rose and Sonny Kiss, to bringing in one of my other all-time favorites, Brian Danielson. It is so amazing to me and almost it's a small world-esque that you see all these different kinds of professional wrestlers from all different backgrounds, NJPW, NLW, WWE, the Indies, half the rosters from Creative Pro locally here on Long Island, and you're able to see them all come together and form this family of professional wrestling that I cannot be more proud to support and excited to be a part of. During my time in Philadelphia for that episode of AW Dynamite, there was a really interesting promotion going on where if you donated a book, 
you are able to meet Cody Rhodes for free. I had met Cody before a few years back along with the Young Bucks at the big event. And Cody was amazing then and amazing now. I honestly don't understand the heat that Cody Rhodes receives. But then again, you'll soon find out I have many unpopular wrestling opinions that I'm quite proud of. But what amazed me the most about that free picture with Cody Rhodes wasn't the fact that Cody was meeting the fans, but it was the fact that so many of us read that tweet, brought a book to donate, and donated. I think that especially because of the pandemic, it showed so many of us professional wrestling fans how special it is to attend live events. Like I said before, I'm attending Survivor Series this upcoming weekend and the UBS show in a few more weeks after that. When you go to professional wrestling shows, you find a community of fans. Now, we're not going to focus on the negativity of the IWC. If we did that, we'll be here all week. No need. We all got lives. But rather, as Dustin Rhodes says, we're going to keep stepping When I was a kid, Dustin Rhodes was my favorite professional wrestler. And it might not be for the reason that you think. So yes, I was born in 1992. Some would argue I saw the Attitude Era, the best era of wrestling. Then why was Goldust at the time my favorite wrestler? It had nothing to do with his provocative nature, his wig, or anything like that. But rather, when I was walking in the toy aisle, I saw this signature series bone-crutching action, Goldust. And I thought, at six years old, that this was the White Ranger of the Power Rangers. Finally, a new action figure of him that I would be able to incorporate into my figure fed at the time, known as the Brotherhood. Even a few months ago, I went back and I repurchased that old Jax figure. Now, compared to the new Jazzwares one, a lot was left to be desired. But, in 1998, that was the best figure I've ever seen. And because of that connection to that action figure, I have always supported Dustin Rhodes. Even when I met Cody recently and Dakota was taking the pictures, I let them both know, say hello to Dustin for me, just to make that connection still strong. And that's why I say, keep stepping, just as Dustin says to all of us. That being said though, one of the AEW matches actually made me really squeamish. And that was the feud between Cody and Dustin. It wasn't the match, it wasn't the story that was being told, but literally the amount of blood. I was having trouble watching it, and it reminded me how visceral and real professional wrestling can be. Wrestling is so much more than individuals rolling around on a mat, but it's storytelling, it's art. They're able to manipulate their bodies, use their words, and 
enlighten all of our senses to tune in. By watching a professional wrestling match, you can be transcended from your bad day into the drama of the story unfolding. Maybe it's a Being the Elite Dark Order skit that made you laugh. Or maybe it's that subtle nuance of a joke that Luchasaurus threw in. You know he's a dinosaur with his masters, right? Regardless of what it is, it makes you tune in. I love AEW because it shows new connections to wrestling. Especially for me. In my house, I was the only wrestling fan. My family didn't grow up wrestling fans. So when Dr. Britt Baker DMD showed up on the scene, I was able to connect with my dad, who's a periodontist. Finally, he understood a little bit why I'm so obsessed with this. For those of you who have listened to any of my content in the past and are tuning in now, first and foremost, thank you. You might be wondering, why now? And I have to tell you, they always say, and I always believe, you are a composition of the five people you spend your most time with. And I realized during this pandemic and afterwards, I missed surrounding myself with those who inspire me. Those like the folks over at Elite POV, Aunt, Phil, Kyle, and Jackie. Those over at Wrestling Figure Podcast and all the major marks, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, and Mark Sterling have become a positive force in my life regardless of the action figures I buy on a daily basis. And also the NWO, Jake, Andrew, Billy, especially Andrew, has become like a brother to me. But I realized not only professional wrestling, but podcasting and content creating too had such a positive effect on my mental health that I was missing out on, that I was shortchanging myself. Why? Because I had doubt and because I have pity? No. I go back to that notion I read in the Mox book. We're the good guys. We're the good guys. Let me say it one more time. We are the good guys. So like the elite, I decided to bet on myself. And just like Adam Cole, when you least expect it, it's all about the boom, baby. And I'm here to make an impact. I'm here to make our days brighter. I'm here to showcase why I love professional wrestling and all elite wrestling. I have a couple stories for us. Before I break down my thoughts on Full Gear, which you'll definitely want to hear, I want to share the story of meeting Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson this past weekend at the big event. The event itself was a complete and utter shit show. My friend Mario at the event was literally playing the Seinfeld theme song as we waited outside for four hours while the event and the hotel had to call the fire marshal. There was a church service going on simultaneously. They shoved the talent in random hallways and basements, never mind a ballroom. 
It was, like I said, quite the shit show. That being said, though, I am a tremendous Brian Danielson supporter. I have been since his days in ROH and WWE. His work ethic, his family value, who Brian Danielson is as a man, is an inspiration to me as a human. I had the opportunity to meet him virtually after WrestleMania last year, and we were able to continue that conversation this past weekend. And it meant so much to me. If you look really closely at that picture I posted on Twitter at Long Island 1892, you can see a tear in my eye, and that's absolutely genuine. It meant so much to me that AEW provided a landscape that Brian Danielson and CM Punk felt comfortable and excited to be professional wrestlers. I then, on that same day, last Sunday, also met Kenny Omega, the longest reigning AEW world champion. And he was everything you can imagine. You see instantly why he was in that position. You see why he gets praise all around the world for his work ethic. For every single fan he was meeting, he had a conversation with. Even as the security guard was rushing me along, Kenny said, no, 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 hold on a second. We were having a conversation because I let Kenny know about my recent life decisions. And I wanted to ask Kenny, what video games do you suggest I get into? Being that you're such a big gamer and part of the lifestyle yourself. Without hesitation, he said, oh, you got to go for Street Fighter. So now it looks like I'll be playing Street Fighter, at least hunting down a copy. Right now, I only have a Nintendo Switch, but with the holidays coming up, who knows? Maybe I'll dabble. I never been quite the biggest console gamer. I was always a Game Boy kid. So I'm excited. I posted that picture too on my Twitter. And I truly believe that Kenny Omega is our one-winged angel. Here's a piece of advice for anyone who doesn't know already. Always meet your heroes. I have had the privilege to meet all of my favorite superstars, regardless of WWE or AEW. And it just means so much to me that I'm able to meet these individuals who have had such a large, significant impact on my life. It shows me not only do they know what they're doing well, but they care about what they're doing. Whether it was Finn Balor, Becky Lynch, Roman Reigns, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, every single one of them felt as though they saw me, not as a fan, but as a person. And Kenny did too. That was the coolest thing about meeting Kenny Omega. When speaking to him, I didn't feel like I was talking to the longest reigning AEW world champion. I felt like I was talking to my friend Kenny. And that connection is indescribable with any professional wrestler. As I mentioned before, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast has been a tremendous support for me because 
Like Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, I'm a kid from Long Island. When I go and meet Matt, as I have several times, we're talking about our favorite delis. We're talking about our favorite spots on the beach. We're talking about what way to go home because you want to avoid traffic. It's local, but on such a larger level. Even when I met Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green in Walt Disney World this past year with my fiance, they were nothing but humble and kind. And I'll share that story in more depth on a later episode, but as this is a pilot, gotta give you guys a little teaser. So always meet your heroes. Spend the money to meet them. Go out of your way. Take an opportunity to say, thank you, I appreciate your work. Thank you. Show them that gratitude. We just found out that Kenny Omega wrestled Hangman Adam Page with a hurt shoulder and with vertigo. For what? But for us. To entertain us. To help take my mind and transport it to a happier place this past Saturday night at Full Gear. And now I want to talk about Full Gear. I want to talk about AEW. I love how their pay-per-views are, they have four big pay-per-views and they hit all the cylinders, every single one. They do not miss. And that's important. Do you have to pay for them? Yeah, sure. Do you get your money's worth? Absolutely. When attending the first episode of AEW Dynamite, my favorite superstar was Luchasaurus. And it's so cool to see how even despite his injury in the early days of AEW, his star continues to grow. And in particular, that gainer off the stage, mm, chef's kiss. If you haven't seen Full Gear, as already mentioned, you won't be disappointed. AEW resonates with me also because you see how proud Tony Khan is of his company, his roster, and of the product that they're putting out. Whether it's a media scrum, whether it's him coming to speak to the crowd after a live show, he's always beaming with pride over the folks in his locker room whom represent him. And that's so cool to see. He lets them be them in their own unique way and makes them shine. This was seen in the Britt Baker and the Ty Conti match. While Britt Baker is still your women's AW champion, even she said, nobody kicks harder than Ty Conti. And that's how you can see right there, going from NXT to the number one contender for the AW women's title. What happens when you believe in yourself and you're surrounded by a company that believes in you too? As my Twitter handle would imply, I'm from Long Island. So regardless if you're a heel or a face, I'm supporting you if you're from Long Island. Now for the opening match of Full Gear with Darby Allen and MJF, that was a hard one to decide who I wanted to win. In any case, MJF pulls off this victory. Yeah, with a little, you know, sneaky business. But that's okay. He's a heel. And he's remarkable at it. 
last year I was able to meet MJF at the toy drive put on by Creator Pro and Brian Myers, which I'll go in full detail as we get closer. Uh, it was in December, so I'll probably do an anniversary of that, recapping everything. But MJF was in character, fully decked out in his Hanukkah suit, which was phenomenal as a pizza bagel. I appreciate the Jewish representation in AEW. I even love how there is a Star of David on MJF's merch. But when I tell you that MJF was charging to take pictures at this free toy drive, most people gasped and refused to pay it. What many didn't know is that he donated every single dollar he earned that night. And that is remarkable to me. It shows us just how good of a professional wrestler Maxwell Jacob Friedman is. He's not afraid to live the gimmick, but be a good person. Which is why when his parents come out in gimmick two and criticize him, it makes it that much more funnier when TMZ picks it up thinking it's a legitimate story. You have to understand the art form and appreciate professional wrestling to truly know how wonderful of a wrestler MJF is. This same notion is continued in the blood feud between CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Not only is CM Punk a master storyteller taking on the John Cena role that he once faced back in WWE, but they're continuing this 15-year-old feud. And we've all been there. I felt like Eddie Kingston being pushed in the background and felt like I'm not getting recognized for the hard work I put in. And that's why Eddie's so great. He makes it feel real. You saw right out the gate, he won't even wait for nothing. He went right in and busted CM Punk open, giving him that crimson mask, and CM Punk was back. CM Punk acknowledged his past by wearing the shorts. Not only were they MMA-style shorts, but he used to wear shorts when he was back in Ring of Honor. Everything is coming full circle, it feels like, with AEW. With that match in particular, I loved it. It was short and it was sweet. It let us know that this feud is not over yet. And I hope we see more this week on Dynamite, Rampage, Revolution, whatever it might be. There's always room for an Eddie Kingston and CM Punk match. Hell, Eddie Kingston's promo alone against Punk and his article in the Players' Tribune, if you haven't read it yet, I sincerely hope you do, literally made me go on shopaw.com and buy an Eddie Kingston shirt just so I can support this man in any way I can. The match between Miro and Brian made me want more. It made me want to see Miro as a monster that I know he can be. Not only is he God's chosen champion, but he's a monster amongst us all. I want to see him breaking people. I cannot wait to see him hopefully in an NJPW ring where he can utilize his strength and be built that way to destroy in that strong style. Brian Danielson is always captivating. Not only is he a constant reinforcement to be better, but he shows you that hard work pays off. We've seen his rise to glory in WWE we felt his pain when he had to retire, and we saw the triumph in his eyes when he came back 
and the surprise to all of us when he came back at All Out. Imagine the American dragon being reborn. This spirit of the dragon. And and if you know um, any mythology behind dragons, how they start out as a koi fish, they swim up the river, a difficult path, and become the dragon. You see this in Brian Danielson. You see it in his commitment to his craft and his commitment to his family and his commitment to himself. I don't need to go into much detail about the Lucha Brothers and FTR match. The Lucha Brothers never disappoint. I saw their final, or at least one of their final AAA shows before AEW started. And it was incredible to see. Actually, I believe LAX was on that show too. Now Santana and Ortiz. And with all of these tag teams, what's amazing is it shows you in AEW just because you're in a tag team does not mean you're not going to get the spotlight you deserve. And I think FTR is a prime example of that. While they won in a hokey faction, they knew their potential as the revival and they're capitalizing on it as FTR. I would be remiss without speaking on Christian Cage. He was one of those ex-WWE signings to AEW that I was like, really? Christian? However, I found myself eating my own words. In many aspects, his return to professional wrestling has been stronger than Edge's. Now, that's not saying that Edge didn't work his ass off to get back in the ring. Edge, Adam Copeland, is... An amazing person. And if you haven't watched Vikings that he stars in, you're doing yourself a disservice. Go watch Vikings. Even if you just want to see Edge as a Viking, it's 100% worth it, let me tell you. But I can't help but be impressed by Christian Cage's work in AEW. And every single time, he shows why he's in that position to begin with. He shows why he is known for some of the best ladder matches of all of professional wrestling history. Which then baffles my mind why still Christian is left out of the Hall of Fame. Maybe one day he'll make it there. Even the buy-in on AEW pay-per-views are must-watch matches. I don't know what it is about Caster, but the way he's able to make essentially wild and out you know that show that old show on uh mtv but relevant you see his creative mind at work you see his ability to take what he's seeing to know who he's working with and he creates this story of words that's able to make that story and that match that much more exciting but now let's get to the meat and potatoes of full gear The story we all have been waiting to see. Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. And this was a masterclass of storytelling. From the nod by Matt at the end. To the story evolving on being the elite. To afterwards Hangman not needing the drink. Because he had the championship and embraced the Dark Order. Everything about that story was a Cinderella story showing us you truly do not need a hat to be a cowboy. That anxious millennial cowboy and hangman page 
represents so many wrestling fans today. As the fiance to an elementary school teacher, the fact that he is a teacher makes me support him even more. And just like Eddie Kingston, after that match, you know I went on shopaew.com and bought myself his championship shirt. You see, he has a way to connect with all of us. A modern interpretation of what it means to be a cowboy. He's not John Wayne. He's Hangman Adam Page. And he is your AEW champion. And with that, it brings us to the end of episode one of the Rest Hold Wrestling Podcast. A mental health advocacy podcast providing a rest hold through the guise of professional wrestling. I'm your host, Jeff Pomaccio, and you can follow me at Long Island 1892 on Twitter. Stay safe and be elite. Good night, everyone.